I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb-Centered Healing Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to make a few announcements for what about what's going on in the Womb-Centered Healing Temple this spring 2020. So <clears throat> many of you um, might be experiencing the effects of the global pandemic and the effects that that has had on me is having a whole bunch more time to pour into the creative projects that are going on in the womb-centered healing temple which is my heart's delight and my um, calling and service to the world so that benefits everyone here listening. So I'm. you might notice I'm having more um, podcast interviews and um, releasing quite a few more courses, online courses in the womb-centered healing temple. So, and, and other projects that I'll get to in a minute. So the courses that you might be curious about are the womb trauma recovery yoga which is a weekly live yoga class that you can learn more about on the website and another class that I've been really developing and enjoying as part that's part of the apprenticeship program but I want to make available to the public as well is the herbal womb wellness course and you may have seen webinars and things like that that I and I'll be um posting one of those question and answer sessions here as a podcast episode itself. And um, <clears throat> so those are just a, a small handful of some of the courses. Of course, th those are all included in the 13-month Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship journey that um, we're right in the middle of at this point. We're working with menarche and coming of age and initiations into sexuality. And all of this is very juicy. And you can read excerpts of 
the biomystical womb book that's being nourished by this apprenticeship and this time uh, at home. I've been doing a lot of writing, so you can check out the blog on the website too to see excerpts of the biomystical womb book. And last but not least, I have just launched a Kickstarter campaign for the biomystical womb oracle card deck. And this is based on the biomystical womb teachings that that are coming forth in the apprenticeship program and it's a great way to um, connect with those teachings on a daily or weekly or however frequency is right for you by simply picking a card or two and letting that guide your womb-centered healing practice your biomystical womb healing practice and so if you're interested in um pre-ordering and supporting the development of the Oracle card deck, you can click on the link to the Kickstarter campaign in the show notes here. And so, and also don't hesitate to reach out to me, Sama Morningstar, if you have any questions about any of these things. Okay, that's all and on with our episode. Hello and welcome to the Womb-Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and I have Claire Galloway with me here today. Claire and I wanted to come on here and talk about homeopathic medicine and how important um, homeopathics as well as herbalism are in, in our current day and age, especially uh, with what's been going on with the big awakening around racial injustice. And I was really feeling a need to weave some connections with this work around um, earth-based approaches to healing and how that's connected to, how the, the suppression of that approach to healing is is interwoven and connected with racial injustice and racial capitalism and um i'll just start out to say that in my process of educating myself about specifically about racial injustice and racial capitalism it's become very clear that a lot of what we're seeing going on today if we look at um, healing some of the ancestral roots of it, which I feel is very important from a womb-centered healing perspective, that if we don't recognize the, the traumas in our, in our current lives, but also the traumas in our um, ancestors' lives that are perpetuating the unhealthy patterns that we're seeing in our lives today, then those patterns will continue to perpetuate. We really have to go back and, and, bring healing to those ancestral roots of these patterns of inequity and trauma trauma perpetuation and so for me this this you know one of the big moments in this ancestral trauma was the witch burnings in europe um back at the same time that that um capitalist land ownership was getting more and more firmly established because one of the ways that that was facilitated was for the the witches 
who were the central part of the collective land owning, owning community and the communal land ownership that was going on, the witches were central to that of, and were the bear keepers of the knowledge about how to relate to the land, how to nourish ourselves and, and how to heal ourselves with the land and how to give back to the land and nourish the land and have these complex uh, community relationships with the land and, and that it was this whole spirituality of relating to the essence of the land as humans and being a part of that community and they needed to be brutally murdered in order for this land ownership by the few to the neglect of the many uh, to take place. And, and also like the very the very nature of the magic that they were doing had to be demonized and polemicized so that it was like the opposite of what we what we collectively want so like in one foul swoop we we just wipe magic off the world wipe the sacred feminine off the world wipe our our the the hearth of our tribes connection with all things like the interconnectedness of all things just wipe it right out like very clever church-based political based um rich white men based masculine distorted based very specific tool very specific method of of going penetrating to the core of the thing and ripping it out like ripping out the heart of community and the heart of of everything that's vital about life that that we're literally just beginning to return to that now like there's a definite return to the core of things return to womb return to natural cycles return to being connected again and being connected with each other but there's still this domineering patriarchal idea that anything other than the patriarchal structure is is really bad and evil and it's tainted in some way and anybody that you can shove outside that you know private club or that special high you know place in the hierarchy way at the top you know do, 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 do. and anything that you can put outside of that has to be has to be um you know it's part of the whole thing that it has to be outside so anything that's natural intuitive vital aligned with life anything that's different because it's not this homogenized patriarchal thing <laughs> um anything that isn't that like just it's it's more and more enhanced you know the white flour and <laughs> white sugar and and everything you know and and refined tobacco with chemicals in it and coffee that's been you know all these magical things that have been removed from where they were in the world and how they were serving the communities and indigenous cultures they were serving and everything about taking all the goodness taking all the magic out of it so it's really amazing that we're in this process of literally like making this room like turning things around turning things on their head just now and um yeah it's really it's really important work to to do the subtle the the deep subtle inner work and, and see the connection with that in the outside world of what's going on in the outside world to the heart of our world community, to the heart of the earth, to the, the magical relationship that we have with the world as a, as a collective culture. <clears throat> so yeah, a lot of, lot of weaving going to be going on and a lot of weaving to be done, a lot of herbal tea to be drunk, a lot of yeah. steaming.
<laughs> lot of steaming kettles to be to be done. So yeah, it's true, and 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 you know the truth is that 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 trauma of of that process of murdering the witches and keepers of that wisdom and the celebrants of that wisdom because that's who the witches really were and are are celebrators of life keepers of the wisdom of life and that was the only way to validate the benefit of the few to the detriment of the many because at our core when that hasn't been wounded we know and this this is a womb wisdom i feel that we know how to care for everyone and many of the traditions that we celebrate today in christianity even are reminiscent of those times and can be reclaimed like the for example the giving of gifts during mm. uh, at the christmas holiday that was uh, originated in a tradition where where there was more of a communal ownership of goods and services where the community would make sure everyone had what they needed for the for the winter and like you were sharing about earlier you know this was at a time when in europe when most people were subsistence farming they would grow enough crops uh, to survive through the winter when there was nothing growing and so they would keep you know and you know once land ownership of the rich started to come into effect and dismantle that and require rents to be paid so that the the landowners weren't working the land they were just extracting rent from the people who were working the land then those people who were working the land, they didn't, they couldn't produce enough to pay those rents and still not be starving. And so through the winter, and so then that process of, of doing that um, forced that these traumatized people who were being wrested from the way of life that they had been living with their ancestors for generations are then being, you know, torn away from that and sent to the cities and running to the cities to try and find a livelihood there and where an, an inadequate livelihood being presented, you know, and, and then that, that trauma then led those people to participate in the genocide of people of color in the in the in the Americas and in Africa because that was an opportunity to go and have a livelihood again and have land ownership again or in, perhaps for the for the very downtrodden just to become an indentured servant to pay off their debts and so that kind of traumatization is at the root of then feeling so desperate to have some kind of livelihood that they would be willing to um, enact genocide, uh, often under the orders of the landowners that they were indebted to, right? Or under the orders of the, the landowners that gave them land of their own, to, uh, out at the fringes, at the edges of the colonies, 
the yeah. the poorer people who were gifted land out at the edges that this was the chance to have land again and to be able to to subsist and to and then they had to then they were the on the front lines to claim ownership of that land which included enacting genocide upon the indigenous people there and this has happened all over the world and it's the foundation of the the history of the united states and many countries all over the world colonized countries all over the world and so but the origins of that is the this trauma of being um capitalized if you will <laughs> of being commodified and of the of that whole way of life of caring for each other being annihilated by you know land ownership and and capitalism and so this reclaiming of the wisdom of the witches of saying you know wait a second we can heal ourselves because this this commodification of medicine and and channeling it towards medical doctors male medical doctors mm -hmm. that you know were approved and sanctioned by the ruling classes um mm -hmm. is it was going is going on at the same time in history at this time so then we have um now we have like what you're talking about is this wait a second this isn't working we're not especially women we're not um we're not able to be healthy under these conditions and especially our wombs our wombs just are like this is completely wrong hello <laughs> you know this is not right the the way that food is being produced the way that our lifestyles are organized around the benefit of the few to the detriment of the many uh is just yeah sorry to interrupt sama but it's just i'm so interested in this thread of how like the original wound <clears throat> rather than the, the people like they did stand and fight like i know in my own culture we did stand and fight and we did fight for our freedom and yeah. we did try and defend our lands but but also there was a whole swathe of people that like once we were perhaps when the indigenous wisdom was hev enough heavily enough suppressed when the witches were burned when the wise women and the wise men were burned or or destroyed in some way when they'd infiltrated with church and unnatural rhythms and political systems and economic systems that that didn't relate to the natural flow of the land and so on we then became so in bondage to the oppressor that that we saw going to another continent <clears throat> even as a as a convict we saw going to another continent as a way of getting our freedom by doing exactly what the oppressor had done to us like the exact same thing so like all these generations afterwards there's there's something that we have to unravel in that within ourselves that we've been pursuing the the mimicry of ownership of land of sacred ownership of the land we've been pursuing this happiness and this you know acre and beautiful house and garden and whatever and the 2.5 children but it's it's really a mimicry of what we originally you know the the eden that we originally lived in 
that's kind of a joke in Scotland because of how difficult the climate is and so on. But the point being, um, you know, it was all about leaving the primitive behind because we were convinced by clever city people that the primitive was bad and evil, just like they convinced us that witches were evil. Then they convinced us that natives were savages and evil. Then they convinced us that slaves were savages and evil. Now they're convincing us that young black men and women are savage and dangerous and evil, so much so that, that white police officers are so scared of them that they shoot them dead in front of themselves because they're so scared this person is somehow going to contaminate them or, or put them in danger. They're in such a state of tension about, about that. But there's something about how we're, we're woven into bondage with this, where we're all participating in it because that fear and tension and pain and like just wrestling with life, like fighting with it rather than listening to it and making space for it and knowing that we have the resources within us, which of course is the basis of indigenous wisdom, that we have these resources around us and in us and, na and in nature and whatever we need will come to us whatever we need to give to the earth will come from us um, and whatever we need to let go of will be taken back into the earth like we, we live in a complete um, parody of that the idea that we get everything that we need from the supermarket we flush everything we don't need down the toilet or into the garbage disposal system and it all gets put in a big dump somewhere or poisons the water somewhere like there's it's a complete parody of of a healthy life cycle and a complete parody of that original dream we had of going to another land and living more easily or reclaiming the land that was stolen from us by stealing someone else's land and um, even even the idea that in some ways like North America was built on reclaiming our culture but you know like it's kind of a parody of a culture it, it's like really insubstantial it's very superficial and fast and consumerism and <clears throat> you know there's yeah there's culture of course there's culture there but <clears throat> not in the way that culture should be this enriched interweaving of all the people involved and this rich celebration of life and this rich celebration of season and, and resources and riches that we all have together um, well actually you know the thing is American culture is based on the capitalist um, approach of erasing any cultural things and making that and minimizing any cultural activities because the celebratory european cultures that that most of the european lineage of people came from would take and just like any rich culture there would be days of of no work of celebrating <laughs> in Italy there are but but this was one of the things that you know and the, and the witches were the ones that facilitated a lot of those celebratory things that's why I called them celebrants at a, at a certain point and that it wouldn't just be weddings it wouldn't just be a certain you know a few holidays in the year but the whole capitalist approach was to um, was to vilify and eradicate those because it took people out of the production phase of the work cycle for for periods of time and that that diminished the profits of the capitalist um, owners right and so those were were dismantled deliberately in order to pay, make 
the, the general population more exploitable. And we see that to the extreme in the United States and Italian immigrants and, and immigrants from Eastern Europe and all over Europe that weren't necessarily English, but even I feel like the English immigrants and the Scottish immigrants were asked at certain points in order to be considered white in that club and ha to have access to those um, privileges that everyone was supposed to be working towards, um, the carrot at the end of the stick, if you will, had to, there were actual ceremonies where you would go into this big melting pot, symbolic melting pot, but it was an actual pot they were built. And there's photos of this, of people going in in their traditional European cultural garments and then stripping them off in the melting pot and putting on a suit and tie or, you know, putting on, it was mostly the men that were, perhaps there were some ceremonies like this for women as well. But, but in order to be considered white, this was something that had to be done, was the stripping away of any cultural ties to the ancestral lineage. And, and homogenous culture, so that it's the same, so that then you can feed people artificial things because if they're not like looking for the real nourishment, the spiritual nourishment, the nourishment from the land, the real nourishment from weather and from connection and connection with each other, if you're just a little, dig, 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 you know, a little pawn in the system, a little cog in the wheels and, and the machinery, then then you don't, you've got nothing to put. There's no te, um, no no conflict with the machine. You know, you're just like part of a machine, and you just understand you're part of a machine. Whereas I think in in recent years, like it's maybe just reached its peak. You know, all of that, the homogenification of everything, you know, the commodifying of human life, it's kind of reaching its peak where we get to, you know, trying to medicalize life itself, you know, medicalizing birth. Like it had a, there was a brief window for a century there where they got to medicalize birth, but now it's just got to such a point where women have got nothing to lose, like nothing to lose apart from dying in a hospital to birth on their own at home. You know, there's absolutely nothing to lose. So the beauty of that is that, you know, when people are so poor that they can't buy anything in shops anymore, the beauty of it is they go back to foraging, you know, they go back to having an agreement with their neighbor about using a garden, working with the land, they go back to learning about plants and finding where they can get fresh water from. And, and that's kind of, you know, that's, that might be a really privileged view of, of being poor, but it is a reality that at, at a certain point, it's, we get so little from this, we're so outside the comforts of the system, even if the comforts are a kind of parody of what we, the, the nourishment and the life force that we really want. But, you know, there's a point where there's nothing for us anyway. So, you know, what have we got to lose by going back to being connected with each other and helping each other out? And certainly one of the beautiful things about just now about, the, about having been left to fend for ourselves, you know, people who usually would work hand to mouth and would work uh, maybe un even under the, you know, like under the tax system or whatever in the south of Italy. <clears throat> Everybody knows how to take care of each other. Everybody's taking food to each other. Everyone has excess of pasta or vegetables in the garden and they're all supporting each other in that way and, and nobody's going hungry. So, yeah, waking up, the, waking up that connectedness again, it's, 
it's powerful sharing yeah. sharing platforms. yeah and so that it brings us to then the wisdom of uh the witches that we can claim from our european ancestry and this is another thing that to to in order to um address the the continued stealing because it wasn't just stealing of land then when that's mm -hmm. that cultural heritage was stripped from us or we were forced into giving it up then there's a hunger there there's a need there and so there's a tendency then uh and which is very harmful to the indigenous people and the and the black people and the brown people the people of color to steal those traditions and that's where cultural appropriation starts to come in is to, is when people of european descent are so hungry for what was lost and instead of facing the pain of the persecution and um uh harm that was done to us by our own people mm we buy into this oh well i can just steal it from these people and take what's missing in my heritage from someone else's heritage yeah. and and now you know there's some complexity there because there have been many uh, indigenous medicine people, particularly here in the United States and in other places, and in, in India certainly, and in South America, Central America, that saw the illness of the Europeans and gave their medicine to the European people in an attempt to heal that illness. Yeah. But then, unfortunately, that illness of having been traumatized by capitalism originally and, and having that heritage um, annihilated, that illness then, off most of the time, uh, drove those European recipients of these gifts to dishonor and um, exploit those gifts and 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 still is that still is going on today so i feel as um as an herbalist and as an activist you know to be able to unpack that in myself in my own practice and in my conversations with other herbalists and and earth-based spirituality practitioners of european descent that it's our responsibility to really unpack how we are receiving those gifts from our black, brown, and indigenous brothers and sisters and family members and to come into solidarity and to really deepen our awareness of that and unpack how we may have internalized these, these trainings through our own ancestral trauma um of of oh it's too painful to look here at how my own people did this to me and so i'm gonna go and and take it from somebody else i'm gonna go and just receive what's being given what's still intact 
um, despite all of the genocide that was that has taken place against these people that it's still intact there wow <laughs> amazing and 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 so powerful and yet it is still intact in our European heritage as well. We just have to find it and face the pain of that, those original traumas. And I, I share about this a lot and, and unpack how, how those, these um, subtle uh, racist attitudes and complicities that we all are participating in because we've been steeped in that for generations. Uh, how those are harming us as European heritage holders because, uh, and, and, and how it's preventing us from coming into solidarity with with the, with our actual um who it really it behooves us to be in solidarity with because being in solidarity unconsciously with the ruling class is not getting us anywhere and it's harming us and it's harming how we communicate with each other how we relate to, to each other it's keeping us isolated it's keeping us away from the gifts of our heritage which is rich tradition of herbal medicine and rich traditions of of wisdom from the land and as we dive into that there's more and more available to us to explore and homeopathic medicine we haven't even gotten there yet because we're just building up to it and i'm afraid our time is is running thin but but homeopathic is such a, a powerful uh way of working with the harmony that's already in place in our bodies and and the harmony in our bodies and with nature it's so powerful and it's been persecuted and maligned just like the you know at the same time as the witch burnings were happening and all that that whole approach the homeopathic approach to medicine and i guess we're going to need to have a part two i knew a half an hour wasn't going to be enough time for us claire but unfortunately <laughs> so this is just sort of the preamble to what we really want to say too about homeopathic medicine so hopefully we can come together for a part two and get more into that is there a couple of words you want to say just to to sort of whet the appetite of listeners for our, our part two yeah i think something i talk about in my work is how although it seems like we have to go into something painful and although it seems like we have to go somewhere else to get a thing or like back to our roots even all of that is within our bodily embodied wisdom it's all of it's in our womb all of it's in our sentience and it comes through our sentience um, you know it's not going to come through me finding a library of old books from scotland it's going to come through me my own relationship throughout my lifetime with my own land and with the land that i live on now and it comes through connection like each moment i take to talk to a plant or interact with a plant and listen to the plant and watch its cycles and watch the weather and watch the precipitation and taste the water and be connected and there's so many ways to do that there's inf infinite ways to do that so we're infinitely empowered to get more connected all the time and then accordingly once we're, we're grounded and 
<clears throat> a bit more self-aware and a bit more humble in the face of the greatness and magic of nature, then we can start going out into the world and connecting with each other. But there's a certain amount of slowing this down and <laughs> stopping consuming so much and stopping taking from the world so much before we can even start discussing, you know, the, the mess that we're all making collectively. It's like just we slowing down and looking at what's actually around us is is like it's very accessible and it's very near to us right now so yeah some of the steps that we have to make are really pleasurable and and immediate and easy and and beautiful so it's important to be inspired and the positive about it as well as accepting that there's a lot of pain to deal with as well and and the pain stops us from connecting with our, our very physical self a lot of the time so which is the most necessary thing at the heart of all things is our womb, our body, our embodied wisdom. So yeah, it always has to come back to that and coming back to wholeness. Mm. And you have some wonderful training programs about that on your Patreon mm. account, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I've got a school that I've actually, I've got a course that I've opened up just now. I, I run an online art school, but I've got a course that I've opened up, which is essentially about living in the gift and living aligned with life and living aligned with our, our own gifts and the gifts of the world. Um, rather than being in this desperate struggle to grab as much gift as we can from the world, you know, and in a consumer way. So I've got, it's called the Zero Budget Millionaire or the Low Income Millionaire. And I'm, I'm actually giving that away completely free to people of color just now or you can even join my patreon um for as little as a dollar a month and get access to all of that completely free so yeah i'm really happy to share that just now beautiful and listeners probably have heard me say many times um if you want to learn more about the womb-centered healing temple offerings um all of which are also available on full or partial scholarship uh for whoever might need that, um, please go to wombcenteredhealing.com. And so we'll have links in the show notes here for you to, to find those things. And uh, yeah, that's all for now. Many blessings. And thank you, Sama. Yeah, thank you. Blessings of the womb.